0: I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe. Joe spoil everything. Spoil
1: everything.
0: Courtney, I am the leader of the struggle bus today. It has taken me twenty minutes to get this thing going, which never happens. It's obviously not a superpower of mine, but we are doing superhero show today. We are doing Heroes. Yes. Special guest episode, a little wick a crossover with the guys from ICAGA, who we did their show, I don't know, maybe like two weeks ago now, it will by the time this comes out. Uh, it's kind of a gray area. Two great, super funny guys. They have a YouTube channel. They do a podcast, but they're going to be on episode two with us. We're going to dive into episode one. Courtney, hit me up with some Heroes factoids.
1: Oh, are you ready? First... I got to tell you, I've always heard really good things, especially about season one. And I'm actually kind of bummed that we're going to be ruining this one for ourselves. I almost thought about calling you and being like, we're not doing this. I actually want to watch this show. But the show must go on. We suffer for our art. So <laughs> there's that. almost called an
0: Audible on that one. It, it's okay. It was, you know, yes. it's bound to happen a few times.
1: Yeah, but we're going to do it. So ran on NBC for four seasons. So it starts in 2006. So at that point, there's not a lot going on in the Marvel or DC universe. So this premieres and breaks a five-year ratings record. So it attracts 14.3 million viewers. No drop in the bucket. And people connected to it because it wasn't like folks slapping on the old superhero tights and masks. It's supposed to be ordinary people discovering they have extraordinary abilities and they're still living in, quote unquote, the regular world. Season one, very critically acclaimed. The show earned Emmy Awards, Golden Globes, People's Choice Awards. Um, they had a real big ensemble cast. They actually count 12 actors who were considered the main characters. They did write off some in the first two seasons to make way for different characters with different abilities and new storylines, um, but still a pretty good cast overall. Each season, they did what they called a volume. So season one is called Genesis. In other words, it's their origin story. Again, ordinary people each discovering they have these powers, figuring out what those powers can do and like who they really are and who they're meant to be. Season two called Generations. Season three is broken up into two volumes called Villains and Fugitives. And then season four, the fourth and final season was called Redemption. Uh, As I said before, season one had rave reviews. Then season two was still pretty positive, but viewership dropped 15%. And then people started kind of reacting more harshly to it in season three and four, which I've actually heard over time. There's a little bit to this. Have you ever heard anything about heroes before I go into the next part? Like what people thought of it?
0: Oh, I just know people like ate it up and I've seen commercials and like billboards and like on the sides of buses and shit. Yeah. Like the heroes logo with the eclipse. Um,
1: Basically, I know this because I went to grad school right after this happened and I started studying TV and film more seriously. And so what happened was the writer strike. And it was a huge, huge focus at the time. For anybody that doesn't know, basically all 12,000 film and television screenwriters, the Writers Guild of America, went on strike about their wages. That's literally all of the writers for the shows we all love at that time. Shows during that time have to basically go on hiatus because there isn't anyone to finish writing their episodes. And this strike went on for at least four months. So Hero Season 2 was shortened to 11 episodes because it was right in the middle of that writer's strike. Whereas season one had 23 episodes. So I think they're getting really good traction with season one. People are loving it, loving like the premise of it. And then season two was kind of just underwhelming because they basically had to make what would have been the midway point into a season finale. From my understanding, then season three takes on a more graphic novel noir feel. And it was just more darker, more grim than the first two seasons. That's from a fan perspective. From a creator's perspective, so the series creator, Tim Kring, attributes heroes being canceled to what he calls, quote unquote, bad math. He basically says the show was doing really well in viewership. It was just that the fans were watching it in different ways, rather than sitting down at a certain weeknight on a certain time and watching the show. The year it was canceled, it was the number one most downloaded show on television. So you got to remember, when I always talk about network TV, this is NBC. So they're looking at the numbers and they've always been looking at the numbers. Now they compute things differently. Right. But then they're looking at week to week viewership, who's watching, who's tuning in at that time. And that's how they kind of decide things. But again, the year they were canceled, they were the number one most downloaded show on television. They sold millions of DVDs of the seasons. They were one of the most streamed, one of the most DVR shows. So like now those non-traditional forms of television consumption are counted in viewership, but they weren't. It was kind of twofold, right? It's it's one of those things where it's a numbers game for the network and they decide they're being canceled. But fans did start feeling like lukewarm about it as it had progressed. Now, because of that, I feel like when we get to the series finale, we're going to be in a situation where maybe that wasn't intended to be the series finale.
0: Oh, uh, I hate that. My thoughts going in that this was like a poor man's Justice League. You're over it. No, I meant like I put myself in this place and I was like, this is cool for this time period.
1: Because you're such a big superhero, dude, I came up with a short game for you and I like regarding okay. that. Okay. I wrote down what I think are the 10 most common superpowers and I want to see what you think they are. And then- You want me to guess? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um Okay. Super strength.
1: Yep. That was the first one I wrote down.
0: Super speed. Yep. Invisibility.
1: Yep. I put that for number six.
0: Okay. Um teleportation
1: yeah I put that for number seven
0: time ability to stop or move through time
1: I didn't put that I almost think that is like teleportation
0: okay that's fine because Dr. Strange kind of does that he's kind of like he alters time but he can also like just jump from realm to realm
1: oh like a time traveler type thing okay I did not write that one down
0: (laughs) okay um is flight
1: yep flying I put number eight so that's five yep
0: okay um
1: i'm really lazy what would i want for being lazy
0: oh, the ability to predict the future do like stock market stuff i
1: know <laughs> but that would be a great one telekinesis moving things with your mind like i can't tell you how many times i've laid on the couch and been like remote just like come to me
0: <laughs> yeah go go gadget arm i do that <laughs> all the time okay um the ability to read other people's minds.
1: Yep. Telepathy, obviously.
0: Okay. That was a the, psych
1: major, so duh.
0: Yep.
1: Le- the last one, I wouldn't really care to have, but I just know it's a common one.
0: Invisibility? Did I already say that?
1: You already said that one. The last one I wrote down was x-ray vision, which I don't really give a shit about, but I feel like it's one of those that people always talk about. Mm-hmm. You want to know the other 2 shape mm-hmm. Shape-shifting.
0: Okay, yep. Totally forgot that one.
1: And then I put the, I grouped these together, even though I'm not sure if they're the same thing and vulnerability and regeneration.
0: Oh shit. I should have done that. I was trying to think of ones that were in the show too, that you had probably been like, Oh, that's cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you did pretty good. You got, I think you got five or six out of the the whole thing. No, seven. I gave you one of them.
0: Oh, then I got six. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what do you think mine would be?
1: Your number one most wanted ability, invisibility. You want to be like Hollow Man and be a pervert.
0: Oh, no, (laughs) don't even get me started with that new invisible person movie because I hate that actress and she fucking ruined it. And else I would have saw the shit out of that movie. (laughs) Mine would be um, like Jumper, like the ability to teleport, like to think of a place and you'll be there.
1: Oh,
0: I don't like to wait around. I'll be able to see more stuff.
1: Yeah, I think group that with a telekinesis and it would be my ultimate life.
0: All right. I'm going to get into some character stuff. Santiago Cabrera, who plays Isaac. um, He was in Big Little Lies, Che, and Transformers. Uh, Fun fact about him, he was cast as Aquaman in the Warner Brothers film Justice League of America, set to shoot in Australia under the direction of George Miller. The movie was pulled by the studio once the writer's strike hit in 2008. So then again, calling out the writer's strike, he would have been Aquaman, not Jason Momoa.
1: How? How? weird would that have been
0: (laughs) Ellie Larder oh yeah I Um, knew you
1: you were going to love her she's Um, such a 90s early 2000s icon
0: it's only because I'm such a varsity blues fan Um, did you like when it was like
1: Mustang (laughs) Sally
0: I'm going to get to it when we get into it okay Um, legally blonde final destination varsity blues for the scene of varsity blues uh, where her character Darcy sports a whipped cream bikini. Uh, shaving cream was used because the whipped cream wouldn't stick right.
1: Oh, it's too thin.
0: <laughs> uh, she is quoted by saying, I hate pretty looking boys. I'd rather have a guy with a pot belly than one who goes to the gym all the time and watches what he eats.
1: Oh, she likes dad bodge. She's knocking Ooh, on your door. My
0: knuckles. Tagger in this episode promotion. Oh my god. So Masioka, who plays hero he has an IQ of over 180. Super smart.
1: That's incredibly impressive.
0: One of his hobbies is called kendu it's Japanese sword fighting. And this is a really cool one. In an interview with TV Guide's Michael Arcelo, he said in November 2006, he still works. One or two days a week as a CGI artist for George Lucas' special effects company, Industrial Light and Magic, at which Oka worked on special effects for such films as Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Chest, the three most recent Star Wars movie, The Perfect Storm, and also he drives an old car, a 2000 Honda Accord. That's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> After <laughs> the all that, still really on, right.
0: he still goes in. I thought that was pretty cool
1: yeah that you know what i'd probably i always think about this if i was like really rich i was like i probably still have to do something like i probably still have to work a little bit just because it would get my mind moving
0: oh yeah um hidden petty another one too. love her <laughs> i love her too uh heroes i love you beth cooper scream four remember the titans um
1: nashville
0: nashville yes i never watched
1: one it's her big show, Nashville.
0: Well, her parents are Leslie Vogel, a former soap opera actress, and Alan Skip Petitier, a fire department lieutenant. Coincidentally, Hayden's first rescue of heroes was from a train wreck fire. Yep. Uh, she's the sev- second ever recipient of the Weiler Award, which honors a celebrity who raised awareness for animal issues for her on-the-ground work to expose Japan's slaughter of dolphins. She's, like, huge into that. Apparently, she, like, paddled out on a paddle board to, like, confront these huge shipping vessels that were trying to kill dolphins.
1: Wow. She's small but mighty.
0: Oh, yeah. She's, like, really short. I didn't actually look up. I know she's, like, super short. Yeah. Uh, She has a tattoo down her left side, which is supposed to say, live without regrets in Italian. Ironically, it's misspelled.
1: Oh, God! Regurts, No regrets.
0: No regrets. We have Jack Coleman, uh, the dad. He is from Scandal. And do you want to know where else you'll notice him from?
1: Yes, because I couldn't put my finger on that.
0: He's from The Office. He's Senator Robert Lipton. Oh, my Miller's God. husband, who <laughs> ends being gay.
1: Oh, my God. Wow, he looks different. Because the glasses mm-hmm. probably just make him look a different. He
0: actually turned down the role of Barry Allen in The Flash in 1990 to pursue a career on Broadway. So, superhero connection again.
1: All these people could have been superheroes.
0: He is the sixth grandson of Benjamin Franklin, in oh, turn related to President John Calvin Cool, Jr., and a remote descendant of Earls of Oakney and the ancient king of Scotland.
1: Holy mackerel.
0: And last but least, Milo, whatever don't his you
1: last name is. Don't you dare. I'm fucking sick of seeing this Milo. guy's
0: face everywhere.
1: Oh, no.
0: Milo and co-star adrian pastar auditioned for roles in the same proposed gilmore's girl spinoff where milo was the son of Pastar's character as there's only a 12 year difference between them the casting director said they would be better off playing brothers eight years later they end up being playing brothers here in heroes
1: yeah that's cool and just because joe doesn't like this he's obviously known for a little show called this is us which if you're not watching are you even american
0: I'm sorry, I fell asleep.
1: Get out of my face. Yeah, Everyone so loves him. Stupid. He played a, he played Sylvester Stallone's son in those like revamped Rockies. I don't even have to look it up. He's just amazing. My mother is absolutely in love with him. So. He was
0: great, and that's my boy when he played the incest. <laughs>
1: son of a bitch. The,
0: the, the fake Marine ballet dancer or whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But there are there are a lot of people in this show. A lot of rabbit faces.
0: Milo's been the same age for like 20 years. I'm not a fan. fan. He looks the exact same.
1: Yep. I love it.
0: All right. Live watch this. Ready? Jump right in. Boom. There's Milo looking the same age. His real job is he works in like long term care uh, as like a nurse.
1: I like when it opened up um, on the ground. It said chapter one Genesis, like when he was having the very first dream. And I liked their, like, editing and camera work in that part. Like, the graphic was just, like, laid on the ground and just... It it didn't come up, like, a title card. You know what I mean? I liked how it was just, like, seamlessly in the scene. Yeah, it
0: was an interesting way to start because I know, like, where graphics were. And, like, they really tried to push it because finally put some money into the goddamn pilot episode. With some special effects and stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, we've been seeing all these, like, low-budget piece-of-shit shows, like Alias... (laughs) <laughs> and then you finally see something like this. It's some decent quality. And I'm like, I can get behind it. Yeah. Nice you know?
1: camera work, fluid motions, because that first dream, he's jumping off the building. Like even f- like the camera is really fluid as it's moving through the city. There's some good stuff going on here. Like yeah, background perspective.
0: I appreciated it. I appreciate you heroes. Th- there's a lot of quick cuts between stories.
1: So it goes from like New York City, then it goes to India.
0: Yes. Mohinder is a... A uh, professor in, in India, and his dad was—he believes the same things his dad was doing. Uh, research on that there are superhuman abilities within certain people out there. Um, right. And it finds out that his dad is dead. Um, he drove a taxi in New York, but he was also conducting research because he thought that he might have pinpointed someone with a superhero ability. But now he's dead. Yeah, we call
1: it the Human Genome Project. And he he mentions like all some of those superpowers that we talked about in our little game, like regeneration and those things. As soon as someone comes over and he's like, it's your father, he's dead. Obviously a little like what I call men in black type thing. Somebody's coming looking for you.
0: Yeah, it's pretty just non fucking on about it too.
1: Yeah, I don't like when people... Say, like, you'll read, like, those articles when someone's passed away and they're, like, dead at 50. Like, I hate when someone's just, like, and they're dead. Like, why can't you be, like, they passed away? or I don't know. It always seemed just harsh.
0: You would never actually say that in real life.
1: You know what I found strange about the scene in India is, and maybe maybe you know better about this than I do. I don't like that they're in class. Everyone's talking English. He's lecturing in English. Then the guy comes in to tell him his father's passed away. They're still talking English to one another. Why aren't they doing Like, I watched a show called Touch with Kiefer Sutherland, and they go all over the world, like different places. And every time they do it, they'll do it in whatever the native language is and then do like subtitles. So, why? Yes, because they do it in
0: Japanese in this, yeah. but they don't do it
1: So, in I noticed India. that here before I even saw the Japanese scene. So, I was like, Eve, that made it even weirder. I, so, my question was primarily, wouldn't they be speaking their native language?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Or because it's a university, they might be more open to other students from different countries. And, you know, okay. but then against the Middle East, you're going to have, you know, a bunch of different languages that come across from that, even though it's not like Middle East, really, but, you know, it's technically Asia. But, you know, you're going to have other people that are going to speak different languages. And maybe that just happens to be English that they decided. to. Yeah, maybe. Because you're going to have so many people. I don't know. It's really then weird. You,
1: have, you do have a point there. It is um, the second most spoken language in India is English, I'm reading. So the first one is Hindi, which has five five um, hundred 551 million speakers. And then English has 125 million speakers. So maybe you're right. Just because it's a university, they're kind of doing that as like a middle of the road type language.
0: Yeah. And it's just a younger generation that probably speaks English. Okay. But after that, we go back to the good old USA
1: city of sin las vegas
0: and we get little cam girl scene with nikki and you have my attention
1: <laughs> up to this point you've just been drooling over this <laughs> now you're just like
0: <gasps> i've just been like get to the goods
1: yeah we didn't know we were uh, gonna have a little like i was like oh is she making a porn but I didn't, yeah she's a cam girl
0: 39 bucks is an oddly specific number to keep going in a chat
1: yeah well it's that psychological thing where you put something as $9.99 instead of $10, 39 bucks, And she's using AOL Instant Messenger to do her like dalla Booty stuff.
0: R-A-P-A-A-M. So she's kind of like a single mom. She's a mess. Her son is super gifted. However, he's like super smart. He's in the other room putting a computer together while she's showing her boobies.
1: So they kind of show her in the mirror here. And it's almost like a like a reflection is like delayed or something. What did you think her abilities were at that point?
0: The very first one, I thought, had something to do with speed.
1: Yeah, that's what I would think too, right? Because it was like ahead of each other.
0: Obviously, that changed extremely quick. And then we have uh, Claire, who's a high school cheerleader, and her power is rejuvenation. We find that out because she jumps off the top of an oil rig.
1: Yeah, that was so gross with her shoulder out of place. Like, she... <laughs> They're like, oh, this is a however 80 foot jump. And then she like face plants into the ground and then like her shoulder out of place looked like football pads underneath there. It was so grody. So
0: here's the thing. This is where the episode took a turn and I didn't quite, I was playing catch up. The whole point of this episode is there's going to be an eclipse on this day. A lot of the other folks don't realize their power yet. Why is Claire already aware of her power? I thought the eclipse was the moment that would make people aware of their power. So up to this moment, I was like, okay, we saw a few no. folks.
1: No. I'm going to tell you why no. Because the painter guy, the guy that we haven't discussed yet, had one of the paintings that he did that was a premonition. He did three weeks prior.
0: Oh, yeah. So he his powers are working too.
1: Yeah. So some of them have discovered it earlier on. Like um, Claire says that this is her sixth attempt because the guy is, you know, her friend from high school is recording her on the video and she's trying all these like death defying stunts basically and so she said that was her sixth attempt so yeah i think they're discovering them in different phases
0: okay all right that makes sense because we we weren't exactly there yet but um yeah i totally this is where i was kind of like what so let's back up for a second what do you think um Ohinder's power is
1: i don't think he has one yeah me either Okay, okay, cool. We're on the same age. I think he's more like the catalyst for bringing them all together because he's continuing his father's research and his work. And so I think he's the one who's going to kind of like somehow stumble on all of them and bring them together. I don't think he has an ability himself.
0: No, exactly. Um, Usually in superhero shows and stuff like that, there's someone who who runs them kind of like the S.H.I.E.L.D. runs. um, The S.H.I.E.L.D. agency runs the Avengers
1: okay yeah
0: like background and there's um samuel jackson's character plays the guy who brings them all together
1: right yep that's what i think too because they didn't show him having anything in the next because they just show claire for a minute and then they kind of go back to milo's character i think his name like peter or something
0: his name's Um, peter yep
1: yeah so i here i wrote peter can fly maybe or maybe he sees the future like i wasn't quite convinced at that point what his power was um, which we'll also, you know, we'll talk about a little more later. But I'm piecing together, like, w- when I saw Claire, I'm like, obviously she has regeneration powers, whatever you want to call those, invulnerability, you know. Um, yeah,
0: kind of like Wolverine. He's not totally, there's got to be something that can get her eventually. Oh, 100%.
1: But I like, but I like what they're doing here in the fact that everyone is discovering it at different times and then also trying to figure out what the hell it is because milo when he goes to see his brother in the next scene here he's like i think i can fly he's like i swear like when i stepped off the bed today like my foot hovered for a minute but yeah we'll get to that but i like that they're discovering them at different paces
0: yeah i think his brother's a a bad guy
1: why because he's a politician
0: yeah but he's he obviously never mind we'll talk about it when we get to it yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and then they cut back to claire and she's shoving one of her ribs back yeah. into her body
1: yeah. she's like naming things that she's done to herself she's like i even stuck a steel rod through my neck and i don't have a scratch on me and then the kid looks and he's like well what about those and she's like Whoop, just shove those ribs back in oh. <laughs> You know, I um in this part I kept wondering how far she'll go to see what will hurt her. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's gonna be a continue, continuing theme with her because it's almost like you've got to keep testing it to see like what the limits are.
0: Yeah, she'll do something so reckless thinking that she is invulnerable that she'll end up getting hurt. Yeah. And next we meet Masi, who's my boy, who's like my favorite one.
1: Yeah. I love him so much. Like, he's like, I'm drinking so hard on that clock. Like, he must have also previously thought he had something to be sitting there trying.
0: Yep. So Masi's just sitting in this big, huge
1: corporate office i guess yeah corporate office it.
0: with like a thousand people in it he's just staring at his clock trying to stop time and he finally does and then he loses it and
1: it was so funny when he ran over to the guy because the boss comes imagine a job where the boss just like yanks you away by your collar and like you back to your desk it was hilarious
0: it was kind of funny too that his friend was looking at nikki's webcam it was like the guy on the other end see
1: there's always that you i think you would be interested in that touch show too well you probably wouldn't you'll bitch about it but <laughs> The show we're talking about with Kiefer because it's like, it's a thing where they're all connected in different ways. And so that's why it shows like all these different countries and everything. But I digress. This part was really fun, though. Like, I loved his excitement. I loved how into it he is. He's not afraid of his abilities. He's not like questioning. He's just like, oh, no, this is what I have. I just did it. Like, he's yep. very, because he's so in tune with like the superhero realm, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: To, we Then we do another cutback to Nikki. Uh, she took money from the mob, we find out, and she ran out the front door with her son. And then another quick cut, we got Claire. She decides to run into a train to see if she's truly indestructible on the way train home.
1: Train fire. She doesn't just run into the train. It's a train fire.
0: And why is there a guy on in a, in that train? It's a cargo train.
1: Joe, he's like a hobo or whatever. You know, train jumpers. He's one of those. All
0: right whatever um,
1: this, is, this is important because this is the first glimpse of someone being a hero like we're mm-hmm. in the midst of figuring out they have these special abilities now it's like there's actually heroic acts so she was the very first one to perform a, a heroic act
0: yep and then we jump again we're jumping over yeah, to Isaac a
1: lot, yeah
0: and he figures out when he gets high he can predict the future and he does these paintings And he painted a bus that had blown... He painted a bus three weeks ago, and then the bus ended up blowing up, and it was the same exact number, the same picture that was in the newspaper. That was crazy.
1: I love this kind of, like, six degrees of separation thing they're doing. Like, the guy from India is driving the cab. Uh, Now, Peter is in the cab. It's like Crash, that movie. Like, everyone's connected in some way here. Yes, the girl that he's kind of got, like, a thing for, her boyfriend is the one that predicts the future. I immediately noticed he is eclipse painting, and even before they said there was going to be an eclipse... I recognize that from like the hero's logo and all like the promo. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the son had the eclipse box and told his mom there's going to be an eclipse at school that day.
1: Oh, that was okay. the very first. That. Gotcha.
0: That was the very first time we heard eclipse. We found out that Mohinder is driving and he's super on edge because someone had like tried to kill him. To get the documents that he took from his dad's apartment and peter's talking about do you ever think like you were meant for something more and he's kind of being like like maybe this was one of the guys he was looking for like out of this whole big city this guy somehow came into my cap yeah peter jumps out and then this guy jumps in
1: well, I call and them man in black you know like yeah yeah not, it's kind know. of like
0: man in black guy who was actually the same guy that was in the house Earlier, but he was kind of like a shadow. He just gets out of the taxi and starts running as fast as he can because he knows that that guy's bad because he's wearing the glasses that were left on the table at his dad's He's wearing his dad's glasses, so he fucking books it around a corner. Oh my um, God, I, I thought, was
1: dying when he just like he pulls over and leaps out of the camp and like was in a dead spray across New York City,
0: like, I thought that was dead. awesome. I love how all these characters are intertwining. I know it's New York City. It would never fucking happen. But I like the way that they're seeing each other. Like Peter, before he got in the cab, he saw the girl across the street. And, like, and so I like this, that there's somehow they're intertwining where you're starting to see like, whoa, all these people are kind of sort of near each other.
1: If we look at the places, there's New York City. There was India. Of course, he's now moved. Um, there's Las Vegas, Japan and somewhere in Texas so they're they're all over the place and i wonder if the girl that he likes whose father he's taking care of peter's character um if she's gonna have something i kind of feel like she's just a throwaway character but also then why did he see her as he was getting into the cab that also makes me think maybe she's well,
0: she's the going. connector between him and the dude who can see the future and we'll get to that in a minute. right after this this is right when the eclipse is about to happen so they do a montage of all these we'll call them all the heroes during this montage Nikki goes back to her house but the mob guys are still there
1: chowing on little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie is my favorite Her kids school before
0: this really quick when she was leaving the school she saw a reflection of herself which wasn't doing was, wasn't mirroring her action then again we see this happen they put her on the bed and they said show us what you got and they like pull up the camera and make her try to do like a, a show for them. Yeah. But she looks in the mirror. And she sees herself and herself changes. So this mirror is exactly what the Hulk goes through when he looks into the mirror sometimes. Oh. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde. This other person's dying to get out and they're trying to suppress them. Have you ever seen Me, Myself, and Irene?
1: Yes. Oh Well, we had this discussion when we talked about Wilfred, like this split personality thing. Yep. Okay, you're piecing it together a little bit better. I did not know that thing about the Hulk.
0: Yeah, so the Hulk is basically Bruce Banner, and the Hulk is what he turns into. There's times where Bruce is like, the Hulk's like, let me take over, let me take over, let me save you, let me save your life, like you're about to get killed. And Bruce is like, no, I can do this and try to fight as a human. But then sometimes he'll just be like, okay, get him. And then the Hulk will just, he will just turn into the Hulk and like rip out of his clothes. And then okay. the Hulk takes over, and then he sees the aftermath of everything that the Hulk did. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's bad. And this is what's—I mean, she killed the two guys and saved herself, which is great. It's a
1: pretty gruesome murder scene.
0: Oh yeah, this is the whole thing. That person is very destructive, and you can't contain.
1: So does so? Does she have superhuman strength, or does she have something different?
0: Um, I mean, it could not be—you know, obviously, because the rip out turn green. She could like have like an assassin alter ego, or have okay. like. A super strength alter ego, you know, where she can overpower. Like, she obviously overpowered these men, and she's like a tiny little thing.
1: When you equate it to the Hulk, it makes more sense? Yeah. Okay, that's cool.
0: We have Massey who's out with his buddy. They're drinking. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, if you can teleport, why don't you go teleport into the lady's bathroom? And his buddy goes to get two more drinks, and he teleports in yes! the bathroom. Oh, pumping out? And they throw him out of the bars. He's like, I'm not a peeping Tom. I
1: love that he's so embraced his power he's really excited about it like more so than anyone else the rest of them are kind of like either freaked out or just like trying to figure it out but he's also got this working knowledge of comic books and superpowers and all that stuff that goes along with it so of course he's going to be like yes it's finally happened to me and like it, when this person yeah. goes to him he's like there's you know half a million people in Japan like what makes you special he's like what doesn't make me special you know like he's really he's really in tune with it I think he's going to be he's going to be who should be the leader but I bet like Milo where somebody will be like the resentful leader type thing.
0: Yeah, and he's going to be like the Marines and stuff. Yeah. He hops on the subway home after, and he's looking at this picture of New York City, and he ends up teleporting to Times Square, which is so cool. He's, he was like so pumped that he's just like freaking out. Like, I thought that was awesome that he did that.
1: If you kind of look at the development of each one of them in this episode from where we see them initially to where they are now, he's the one that I would say has most harnessed his abilities so far in like the arc of this. Yeah, he
0: took it from... Time stoppage to teleportation.
1: Quickly. Right, Claire Hayden Panettiere has kind of in the same way, but she hasn't quite figured out what the hell's going on yet. Like it's more like funny quirks, like like she puts her the next thing is she puts she drops the ring uh she's doing the dishes and drops it and puts her hand down in the garbage disposal but it's so like teenage absent-mindedness so Mm -hmm. she hasn't quite harnessed it in the same way that hero has
0: yeah and that's the next scene that comes up she's like playing around with her class ring and she drops it into the garbage disposal and she sticks her hand in and hand comes up all mangled and she's (laughs) like mom i think it's time you tell me who my real parents are And she goes, Well, we'll wait for your father.
1: The dad comes home and it's the bad dude in glasses. I knew that, but at the same time, it makes more sense now that you're kind of alluding to her being adopted. Because I was like, he doesn't she doesn't seem like an offspring of this guy. Mm -hmm. Because it me it's well, it leads to like a weird interesting situation because if he if that's his daughter and he's going to discover she also has these powers that he, obviously he's against I mean we're obviously setting up that from what I can understand like that's going to put him in a weird place right
0: or maybe he's keeping her under his nose so he can watch how they perform and track her and see if she meets up with other people
1: yeah what if she was like kidnapped what if she's like a black market baby or something because he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean
0: <laughs> well the next scene gets crazy and this is probably one of my favorite scenes Peter's Kind of, let's just say, the girl he likes calls him up. She's pretty frantic. They they meet up. They're trying to find morphine. She goes, we need to go help my friend. You're a nurse. You can administer shots. We see the kind of gentleman who can predict the future overdose on the floor. And Peter finds a painting of himself flying.
1: Yes.
0: But he also, we see where the gentleman is Lang that can predict the future is an impending atomic bomb attack on New York City. Yeah, and
1: then he just rolls over He goes, we have to stop it. Obviously, the explosion in New York City is like their ultimate mission, at least for this arc or, you know, season. Now they just have to discover one another. But why does it show him? I don't want to say the next part, like the last part that we get to is a what the fuck moment. But I'm curious as to why that painting shows him flying when we get to the other thing that we're going to talk about
0: we'll just talk about it because it's the next scene okay, well, the the he
1: tells, he's gonna fly down to his brother and I, I don't know about you but if i was gonna test my ability to fly i would start on a step ladder i probably wouldn't climb to a <laughs> building in new york <laughs> not first thing mm-hmm. um but he goes off climbs the damn building and then is just gonna leap off so he calls his brother the brother meets him there he's looking up at him and he's like all right that's it i know i can fly i'm going to do this so he leaps off the building and then all of a sudden I'm like, why isn't the brother screaming that, you know, the, he just jumped? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, because he can fly. So the brother, fl- that really, I wrote, this is insane. What the fuck? Like, that, did that surprise you like it did me?
0: It surprised me. It definitely did it seems that his brother has already harvested the ability to fly if he's able to jump up
1: well he didn't and he goes how are you flying and he's like i don't know so i was like was that was the flying just his like reactionary thing of saving his brother i guess so but earlier you said you think he's gonna be bad the brother so why do you think
0: i think he's, he's bad because i think i don't see i think he's lying in that because he already has harnessed the ability to fly And that's why he keeps telling his brother to stop being an idiot. So he can be the only person that has the ability to fly. I think he is bad just from the way he treats Peter.
1: I also don't think that Peter's ability is flight. I think that all of those dreams he was having was telling him that his brother had an ability. But if you see him on a poster, his hands are like glowing. They're like lit up. So which indicates to me maybe like healing abilities or some other kind of like, you know, force magic. You could have like
0: propulsion which is like push thing, push things like a force field
1: they're gonna need a healer in this group though that's and true he's so sweet because he's already a nurse
0: yeah he's already a nurse true
1: yeah i think so you know my big question in all of it well first of all it goes to be continued, and i wrote damn that was good at the mm-hmm. end because i really liked it um but my big question is why why did these people have these abilities obviously to stop catastrophic events but why is it these certain people that have it like how did they obtain them not that you're gonna have the answer to that that's just my big question when it's over
0: well similar to the umbrella academy it's sometimes maybe these people are all the same age and were born on the same day like the last solar eclipse and now we're starting to harness their abilities around the next solar eclipse
1: well i guess claire is younger but now that you. Say oh, it's that,
0: true. Yeah. Fuck. She's in high school. That ruins that whole theory.
1: Other. Yeah. Because otherwise that would have made sense because the other ones I could see all still being like in their 20s.
0: But they, I mean, they could have been all born on the eclipse day and like every time there's an eclipse now because the years would be too far apart. I don't know. Um, it
1: has to mean something because I think we've already kind of figured out that it's not like that's not when they get the abilities like surged into them because some of them have gotten them previously. So the Mm -hmm. eclipse has to be something. You're probably right. Maybe they all were born during an eclipse. It doesn't necessarily mean it has the same month or year.
0: Yeah, but eclipses are so... How many many years between an eclipse?
1: Well, once every 18 months on average, there's a solar eclipse. Oh, yeah. Remember what I said that there's 12... Main characters in the first couple of seasons, mm-hmm. and then you know people switch out. So I, I think you're on to something with this whole eclipse thing. Who maybe some people are old, we just haven't met them yet.
0: Very true. Predictions. Obviously, there's too many people. They're gonna have to kill some people off. They're gonna bring some new people in because I know the guy from Star Trek is in one of them.
1: Mm-hmm, I love him. In the
0: future. Yeah, he's a great actor. I so, don't
1: know what's gonna happen. It's oh, so season four is called redemption. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? So I'll I'll go over the volumes again. Genesis, that's the one we're in. Then it goes generations, villains and fugitives, and then redemption. So is the end going to be something like they've done something bad and they have to redeem themselves as heroes?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, heroes are supposed to, they, like, represent the times that you're in, and maybe Mm -hmm. something happens and a lot of times the public turns on superheroes um but then ultimately they're just trying to help but they make things worse sometimes so it could be an opportunity for them in the last season to redeem themselves for something bad that had happened like maybe they accidentally killed a bunch of people or killed someone or made the news in the wrong way or or they you're had like right an evil or something yep.
1: i know you're right on because it's right before then it's called fugitives the volume and then called redemption. You're, I think you're on to something with that.
0: It's just usually the the story arc of a comic book.
1: I think that there's going to be a cliffhanger because I don't think this was meant to be the series finale when we get to it. Well, they
0: rebooted this fucking thing like tw- two or three times already.
1: Did. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know the years that they rebooted this, but I imagine it had to be the thing where they had to check, catch up to technology. Like when I say about ratings and numbers, and finally they probably started mm-hmm. picking on that. People were consuming this in different ways and it really had a big, or just following. using
0: the DVRs and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I imagine a lot of these people, if they're not doing something else, they're going to a lot of comic cons. So this probably has a huge following, and um so it was just it it was canceled before its time i think i really quite liked this i'm not always into a lot of superhero things i've always liked batman there's a few i've always really liked um but this with just the ordinary people and um and young and and living in the city i i really liked i like this take on it
0: i really like this production value is very good Great cast. Very interested to see where this goes. I'm very interested to see where it ends.
1: I'm so interested to hear the guys from It's Kind of a Great Area fill us in uh, on their guest spot next time because I think they'll have a lot of insight as to, uh, you know, different catastrophes that have happened. Yeah.
0: And they're bigger superhero guys than me. So, like, I'm your average, maybe above average superhero guy. I've been watching superhero stuff since I've been little, but I don't like dive into comic books and storylines. They're probably going to know a lot better than me. I know one guy owns a full bat suit so
1: (laughs) yeah yeah they're they're definitely into this i know the flash is a show that they love so i'm super excited to hear their insight well
0: that's this episode we are excited to have the Icaga guys on the next episode they're gonna come on here they're gonna tell me how stupid i am when it comes to superhero stuff
1: no i think you did great i really you put a lot of pieces together
0: stay tuned